today on Transforming Lives. that Jesus did after Jesus invited the disciples to partner with him or invited us to partner with him, Jesus never gave us a task to do without empowering us to do it. And that's what we see in Matthew chapter 10, verse 1. The Bible says, He called the twelve to Him, and He gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of diseases. You see, Jesus understood that if the disciples would be able to... Welcome to Transforming Lives a media ministry of Harvest Intercontinental Church in Alexandria, Virginia. Harvest Intercontinental Church, Virginia is a multicultural, missions-oriented, disciple-making church with the purpose of sharing the gospel with as many people as possible in the Northern Virginia area and around the world. Please join Reverend Obadiah Swen for today's message. We want to read Matthew chapter 10 beginning at verse 1 and then we want to read verse 7 and 8. Matthew chapter 10 verse 1 and then verse 7 and 8. Let's stand and let's read together please. Hallelujah. Amen. At the count of two we'll all read together. One, two. And when he had called his twelve disciples he said to them, He gave them power over unclean spirit to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. And he said, As you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you receive, freely give. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. We bless you, Lord, because you are faithful and true. Holy Spirit, we thank you for all that you are doing by your Spirit. Quicken us. We give you all the glory, all the honor, all the praise. You are a good God. You are a faithful God. You are an awesome Father. We magnify your holy name, O God. We thank you, Lord, even for the victory and the, and the thing that you are doing by your spirit, your intervention in this country, your, your intervention in peace and, and harmony, Lord. We bless you for your intervention in our lives, your intervention in the church, your intervention in the body of Christ. We give you all the glory, the honor, and the praise. We bless you, Lord, for 2021. We bless you, Lord, for a fruitful year, a faithful year, a year of the harvest. We just thank you, Lord, for all that you are able to do and all that you are going to do in and through us. We give you all the glory, all the honor, all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Amen. You may have your seat. Um, Dr. T.L. Laurie shared an experience of a miraculous healing of a man with leprosy in India during one of his early evangelistic crusades. Uh, one evening, as he was ministering, the Holy Spirit moved so powerfully that the tangible presence of God could be felt. And in fact, he said that the glory, glory manifestation of the cloud of God, the, glory, the cloud of God's presence were, were in the place, and many people could see it. But there was a man who was standing in the back of the crowd with several thousand 
And suddenly he ran around the edge of the crowd, got on the platform, um, grabbed the mic, and began to shout and scream in, um, at the top of his voice. And he kept repeating one particular phrase. So Dr. Laurie asked the interpreter what was he saying. And the interpreter told him that he was shouting, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed. And so they um, calmed him down for um, time enough in order for him to share his story. And his story is this. He said that um, he was a, a, a part of a leper colony um, about 100 miles away from the crusade ground. And he had asked, he believed that if he had, he heard about the crusade, and he believed that if he had come to the crusade, he was going to be healed. And so he went to the, the people in the, uh, the, um, the colony to ask them for permission to be able to go to the, to the crusade. But because his um, case was in a, in, a, in a worse state, they refused. They denied his request. And so he sneaked out and, um, and left the colony. And he walked most of the way, but then he uh, sneaked, um, got on some cars in the back of the car um, trucks in order to get to the crusade. When he finally got there, he, he, he got there right as the crusade was starting. And so because he was at the back, he stood at the back of the crowd and he shared that what happened to him was, was so significant. And in fact, it was so. He said, as they were praying and, uh, 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 and worshiping, all of a sudden, he, it seems as if, just like when you put on your defroster in your car, and you see how the defroster just evaporate all of the, the fog in the car, that's what began to happen from the tip of his finger. It was like something was just uh, going all over his body, and just removing all of the leprosy, um, souls from his body and his entire body was clear of leprosy. He was completely healed. His testimony created a stir among the people and many hundreds of people went out to receive Jesus as the Lord and Savior. God still heals. And he still manifests himself by the power of his spirit in order to draw men and women him. We are continuing our series on um, the harvest is plentiful. Um, we've been sharing with you, we told you that um, um, God wants us, um, Jesus invited uh, us as the church to partner with him. He, he showed his disciples what it, how to share the gospel. He took them on an itinerary uh, ministry, ministering to people all around. The Bible says he went all over Galilee and Judea and all over the place, preaching in the synagogue, healing the sick and ministering to the people. But when he saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion because they were scattered, harassed, and hurting. And they were like sheep without a shepherd. And the Bible tells us that he invited the disciples. He said, the harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Amen. And then last week also we told you that uh, um, we, we as, as believers need to, to allow God to, to get in the, the harvest and trust Him. And so today we want to continue ministering. We'll be sharing uh, um, four or five things concerning this, uh, how to prepare ourselves for the harvest. And um, the, the, the next thing that Jesus did after Jesus invited 
the disciples to partner with him or invited us to partner with him. Jesus never gave us a task to do without empowering us to do it. And that's what we see in Matthew chapter 10, verse 1. The Bible says he called the twelve to him and he gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of diseases. You see, Jesus understood that if the disciples would be able to do, or if you and I would be able to do the work of the ministry, then we need the authority of God, we need the empowering of God in order to do, get the work done. And that's why he gave them the authority to cast out devils, and he gave us the authority to heal the sick and to raise the dead. Amen. And the Bible tells us this passage in Matthew chapter 10 verse 1. It is carried away. The same empowering. It is carried away in all, most of the, 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 the scriptures. In Matthew, in Mark, in Luke, in John, and in Acts. In, in Mark, the Bible says that he called the disciples to himself. You see, Jesus wants a relationship with us. And when he invites us to himself... Then he empowers us to do the work of the ministry. We need to remember when we talk about the harvest being plentiful and we need to reap the harvest. It is not our ministry. It is Jesus' ministry that we are partnering with him to get done. Amen. And so the Bible is telling us that God wants us to get involved in what he is doing by sharing this gospel and healing the sick and casting out devils. In Luke chapter 9, the Bible tells us also that Jesus called the disciples to himself. And he empowered them. He gave them authority over unclean spirits. And then he gave them the power to go and preach. And the Bible says they went and they shared the gospel. And many were healed. Many were delivered because of what they did. In John chapter 14, Jesus said to the disciples, and he's saying to us as a church, he said, those of us who believe in his name, the works that he did, we will do also. And greater works than these shall we, do, shall we do because he is going to his Father. And whatsoever we ask the Father in his name, he will give it to us. Jesus is giving us the authority to do the work of the ministry. In Acts chapter uh, 1 verse 8, he said, you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit shall come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and towards the uttermost part of the earth. Jesus has already empowered us for ministry. And we need to take that empowerment, that anointing of the Holy Spirit, the same anointing that was upon Jesus, and we need to get out and minister. And allow God to use us to share the gospel. You see, the same authority that Jesus operated in was is the same authority that He has given us, the church, to operate in. It's not a different authority. It's not a different anointing. It is the same anointing. In Luke chapter four, when Jesus inaugurated His ministry, Jesus said, "The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me." To preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, To preach deliverance to the captives. Recovery of sight to the blind. 
to set at liberty those that are bruised, and to declare the acceptable year of the Lord. What Jesus was saying is that it was the anointing of the Holy Ghost that brought about the power of the Holy Ghost, uh, 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 um, brought about the anointing and the, and the, and the empowerment to bring uh, to pass those things that God wanted to do. And we need to believe Him and trust Him for Him to do it. In Luke, I mean John chapter 14, Jesus said, I will ask the Father that He will send another comforter, that He will be with you forever, the Spirit of truth, whom the Word cannot receive. But you know Him and you will receive Him because He will be with you and He shall be in you. The Holy Spirit, the same Holy Spirit that was upon Jesus is what is made available to us right now. And we can experience the power of God. We can uh, uh, allow God to do His work. You see, Jesus never intended that the anointing of the Holy Spirit that was upon His life should be diminished in our lives. Amen? He did not have a plan that there would be one set of anointing upon His own life and another set upon the church. No. It is the same. We are the body of Christ. Amen. And so the same anointing that was upon Jesus is the same anointing. And because right now we have people in our world, in our society who are fighting, we need the anointing of God to do the work of the ministry. I remember when I was growing up, my younger brother, um, John, um, he, he suffered from epilepsy at the time. And it, it, would have, it was very, very devastating. And sometimes when, when he had the, the seizure, it, it was, it was uh, uh, um, very, very difficult. We would try as much as we can to revive him. And some, uh, it, it, was, it was very heart-wrenching. Uh, one time, I remember uh, um, back, I, we went to sleep together and I had a dream. And in the dream, he had the seizure again. And in the dream I got up and I got so I had this righteous indignation and I began to pray and cast out the spirit of epilepsy from him. And then I, as I was doing that I was praying in my dream and I pray out. Amen. I don't know if it has happened to you. It happened to me most of the time. Sometimes in my dream I'm praying and I'm um, engaged in spiritual warfare and I come on this side and, you know, son, continually praying and rebuking. And so I got up, praying, and, you know, and casting, and, and then I, and so I knew right there what um, the Spirit of God was saying to me. So I woke him up. He was sleeping. I told him, and then I shared a dream with him, and I prayed and cast the Spirit out. And he had never had epilepsy again. Amen? It is the same anointing. Say the same anointing. The same anointing that was on Jesus is the same anointing that God wants us to experience. Amen? Hallelujah. The second, next thing that I want to, to look at is that is what Jesus gave the disciples, and that's the tax. Now, we will, we will just briefly talk about it today, but then we'll talk about it in more detail next time. Amen? But the tax, Jesus gave the disciples a tax. He said in Matthew chapter 10, verse 8, 7 and 8, He said, as you go, say it with me, say, as you go. As you go. 
Say it again. Say, as you go. As you go. He said, as you go, preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you receive, freely give. You see, Jesus intended that we as believers should go. And as we are going, as we are about our daily work, as we are about our school, as we are about our, our uh, um, shopping, as we are about our work, as we are about different things that we are doing in the home and out. He said, as you go, preach the gospel. Amen? Jesus did not want us to compartmentalize our lives so that only on Sunday morning or when we come to church, then we put on the heart of God. And then the rest of the week we live our lives any kind of way. No, everywhere we are, He wants us to be able to share the gospel. Amen? And the commission, we most of the time we call it the Great Commission. But this commission is the same commission that He has commissioned the church. And it, it has not changed. Amen? He said, as you go, preach, saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick. Raise the dead, cast out devils, cleanse the lepers. Freely you receive, freely give. It is shared in every one of the gospel and in the book of Acts. This commission. In Matthew, um, we see it in verse 7 and 8. This is the commission. And then in Matthew chapter 28, he said, Go into all the world and preach the gospel uh, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to observe all the things where I have taught you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the age. Now, what did Jesus teach the disciples? In John chapter 14, we tell you, Jesus said, the works that I do, you shall do also. And greater works than these shall that you do, because I go to the Father. What did he teach? If uh, uh, we told you the last couple of weeks, Amen. Jesus shared, went all around the, the villages and the, and, the, and, the, and Judea and the cities, preaching in the synagogues and healing, and all who were sick and all who had demon uh, uh, spirits and casting them out. That's why he taught them. That's why he ministered to the disciples, and he said we should teach them, teach the would-be disciples everything. And uh, encourage them to observe everything that he had taught them. In uh, Mark chapter 16, he said, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and, uh, and is baptized will be saved. He who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs shall follow those who believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. In my name they shall he uh, heal the, uh, um, lay their hands on the sick and they shall recover. In my name they shall speak in tongues. In my name, if they take any deadly thing, it will not harm them. In my name, they shall pick up serpents and it will not harm them. What Jesus was saying, in his name, we can be able to share the gospel with the power and the authority that he has given us. It's the commission. For us, the task that is ahead of us is for us to share the gospel. In Luke chapter 9, he said, Go 
told his disciples, he called them to him himself, he gave them authority, and he said to them, go and preach. And he sent them to the places that he was going to be, um, going to go. And the Bible says he gave them authority to teach and to preach the gospel. In Luke chapter 10, he called 70 other disciples and he said to them, said to them I'm sending you as sheep among wolves. Go with the authority and when you go in whatever place you come, speak peace. And then heal the sick and let them know that the kingdom of God has come. Amen. So we see everywhere Jesus ministered and talked to about the disciples and gave the commission. He combined the healing. The Bible says he said to them, he said, and this gospel will be preached in all the world. And then the end will come. That repentance and forgiveness of sin will be preached. In John chapter 20 verse 21 he said, As the Father sent me, even so, I am sending you. How did God send Jesus? God anointed him with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. Amen. And then in Acts, the Bible says, he said, you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit shall come upon me, upon you, and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Jesus never recalled the commission. It is stated, we are God's solution to this world. There is no plan B. I heard um, somebody share one time, he said, um, when Jesus went to heaven, the angels came to meet Jesus at the pearly gate, and they were excited that Jesus had arrived after being risen from the dead. And then the, the disciples said, um, the angels said unto Jesus, what next? Jesus said, I left the disciples to carry on the work. The angel said to, to Jesus, who? Those men who ran away from you um, when they, um, when they uh, were about to crucify you, those weaklings who ran away, he said yes. So what if they fail? Jesus said, well, they are the ones who have it. They said, what's plan B? Jesus said, there's no plan B. They are the ones that will take the gospel with the power of the Holy Spirit. You are God's answer. You are God's solution. You are the answer to your generation. There's no other solution that God has but you. In fact, say this with me. I, I just got a revelation from God. Say this with me. Say, I am, I am God's solution, God's solution to, my to my hurting generation. I am God's plan, I am God's plan to bring salvation, to bring salvation healing, healing, and deliverance, and deliverance to, my generation. to my generation. You are God's solution. You are God's Hallelujah. Um, T.L. Osborne, uh, um, he had a powerful ministry. We know most of him. I've shared about him. He had ministered to thousands and tens of thousands of people all over the world. I visited more than um, 100 different nations. And the Bible tells us um, he shared a story of a woman in Jamaica who uh, was healed miraculously. Um, he, uh, 
said that this woman was brought by several other women in um, a wheelbarrow in one of his crusades. And um, she was, the doctor said that she had a complete uh, 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 um, stroke of paralysis. In fact, she had not eaten for four days. She had not even drank water because she was like almost like death. They brought her to the crusade with the uh, uh, hope that she will, uh, uh, he will pray for her and she will be healed. He said when he saw her, he realized that she were, um, the, 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 it was the work of a, a, a demonic spirit. And so um, after she was brought, she looked as if she was dead on the uh, on where she was laying. And so what he did is that he rebuked the demon of paralysis and commanded it to lose her uh, and let her go. And then he shouted, Thank you for spending this time with us. We do not like to end our broadcast without giving you the opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. The Bible says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Friends, if you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please pray this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. Forgive me of my sins. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Friends, we are excited that you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. We would like to send you some free materials to help you grow in your Christian faith. So please write or email us at Harvest Intercontinental Church, Virginia. It is 305 Richmond Highway, Suite 2A, Alexandra, Virginia, 22309 or admin at com. We encourage you to join a good Bible-believing church so that you can serve the Lord with other believers. If you live in the Northern Virginia, Washington, D.C. metropolitan area, we invite you to worship with us at any of our services. On Sunday at 11 a.m., our contemporary worship service. On Wednesday night, our Bible study at 8 p.m. And Friday at 8 p.m., our intercessory prayer meeting. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to seeing you. God bless you. This has been a presentation of Transforming Lives, a media ministry of Harvest Intercontinental Church, Virginia. We are located on 8305 Richmond Highway, Suite 2A, Alexandria, Virginia, 22309. Please join us at one of our services on Sunday at 11 a.m. Contemporary Worship, Wednesday at 8 p.m. Bible Study, and Friday at 8 p.m. Intercessory Prayer. For more information about Harvest Intercontinental Church, Virginia, and how you can partner with us, please visit our website at harvestersvirginia.com or email us at admin at harvestersvirginia.com. Mm-hmm.